Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. I just want to welcome you back to my podcast. For those of you who are just joining me, welcome. This is a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-improvement. To those who are following me, thank you so much. If you haven't already and you like this podcast, please subscribe. So today I wanted to talk to you about toxic relationships And I basically got a big kick in the rear end yesterday from Spirit uh, because I, even though I show up and try to show up authentically in this podcast, I received the message that I'm not being open enough and that I need to share more of my story with you all. So when I thought about that, I thought about sharing stories about my first marriage. This was a very toxic relationship for me, and part of the reason that I really don't share too much about it is because I do have children from this marriage, and I don't want to appear as though I'm bashing their dad because I know they love him and they should love him. But I also realize that some people are going through the same situation right now as I did, or some people have gone through the same relationship problems that I have, and I will never reach people and never help people if I'm not honest about my own situation and what has happened to me in my past. And I am writing a book, and I do talk about this in my book, so I realize that I really need to talk about it today. So... My relationship with my ex started off innocently enough. We were set up on a blind date, and we hit it off right away, you know, talked and laughed. But there were definitely red flags on our first few dates. But I just chose to ignore them because everyone always tells me that I'm too picky. So I decided to ignore them because I didn't want to be too judgmental, too picky right away. So the relationship became very quickly, um, very quickly, what am I trying to say? It just moved very quickly. We started dating and then soon started spending like almost all of our time together. So it moved rather quickly. And it was one of those situations where before I realized it, I was totally caught up in it and it was hard to get out. One of the things that was a red flag for me, one of the very first things, was when I was first dating him, but it was a few months in, he wanted me to go with him to a wrestling tournament. And I um, would have had to get up at like four in the morning to go with him. And I wanted to go and to support him. But also I had worked, um, I was working like extra hours that week and I was extremely tired. So I woke up that Saturday morning um, and I had made plans to go with him, but I wasn't super thrilled about having to get up that early or being gone to a wrestling tournament all day. It just didn't really sound like a fun thing to me. But I went, I did want to show my support. But that morning I woke up and I wasn't feeling great and I was very tired. And so I really just didn't want to, didn't want to get up and go sit all day at a wrestling tournament. 
So when he called and I told him I didn't want to go, he immediately started calling me names and screaming at me on the phone. And I want to say this. When someone disrespects you in that way, you have the ability to say no whenever you want. You have the ability to change your mind whenever you want. And it's not your responsibility how people react. Now, I would expect that if you made plans to go do something with someone and then they canceled last minute, you would be disappointed, you, would be, you might be upset, you might be angry. I would not expect you to begin screaming at someone and calling them names, which is what happened to me. And I sort of rationalized it like, well, I did cancel last minute, like that wasn't really very fair. So I started taking on the blame myself. That was the first thing. Then when we were dating, uh, we had gone to dinner and we had had a few drinks and came home and he um, wanted to go to a party that a friend of his was having and I didn't want to go because it was kind of late and I didn't know anybody there. I really just didn't want to go and so he's like, fine, I'm going by myself and I said, well, I don't really, I don't think it's a good idea for you to go because, you know, it was late and it just became an, a huge argument. And what I noticed that a lot of it had to do with like control issues, you know, because I believe what he said to me was, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna like meet somebody else there, basically. Anyway, <clears throat> I felt very put down a lot and just not, it wasn't a comfortable situation. And there were just a lot of times when in this relationship, things were very toxic move forward to when our children were born well I was pregnant with my children and we got into a fight uh, because I had invited my mom to go to hear the baby's heartbeat because we were excited about it and he got mad and said that it should just be the two of us and I should not have invited her and I need to call her and tell her that she was not to come that you know, she wasn't invited. And I said I wasn't going to do that because, number one, I wanted her there. And number two, I had already invited her and I wasn't going to do that. So that became a huge fight and ended up with me wanting to leave and go by myself without even him to do this appointment and him putting me in a chokehold and trying to like hold me down and it was just a big mess and nightmare. And it just was things like that. Another time I had a doctor's appointment for the twins and my dad was gonna go with me and I got up to get ready and he wouldn't get out of the bathroom so I could get ready, like on purpose. And then when I went to call to see if I could go, you know, to change the appointment, he like broke my phone, like through my phone. It was just little things like that that would happen. And I'll <clears throat> dive more into the specifics of it, and I do dive more into the specifics of it in my book. Um, but I used to get called names all of the time. In what seemed like the same sentence, I would be called an angel who was sent here from heaven to bless him, to like 
being called a bitch, and I apologize, but that was what I was called, or worse words than that, like called things I've never been called before in my life. And um, I was just constantly in tears and felt like the worst person. Nothing was ever his fault. Everything was always my fault. Um, Everything was my fault. And anyone who tried to make me see that, you know, hey, this isn't a healthy relationship, became enemy number one. And he wouldn't want me to go and spend time with them. And he was jealous, very jealous, and not just of me, but like with the kids. Um, You know, my brother was close to my kids, and he would get jealous of that relationship because they were spending too much time with him. It was just different kinds of things. So that was an extremely difficult situation for me, and it was difficult to leave. And it's even a little difficult to talk about now because I think back now and I don't know how I put up with that. You know, I know there are people who experience physical abuse, and I will say that most of the abuse that I suffered in this relationship was not physical. It was mostly emotional and It was verbal abuse and mental abuse. And personally, I think that that can be worse because those scars are a lot harder to heal. And they're not visible scars. People can't see that they're doing that to you. The people really close to you can, but what ends up happening is you don't talk to anybody and you don't want to do anything because you don't want people telling you to to get up, to get out, to get away. You don't want to hear the truth because you know what the truth is, but you don't want to hear it and you get very tired of hearing it because you know what you should do but you don't know how you're going to do it and it got to the point where I didn't even want to get out of bed in the morning the only reason that I did was because I had two little one-year-olds at home that I knew needed me but I have to tell you that I was not there I had completely shut down and not let anyone in because if I let people in and let people close to me, then they would hurt me. And if I opened up and allowed myself to really understand what was going on around me, then I would feel the hurt every time my ex said something horrible to me. And by not caring at all, then whatever he said didn't really matter because I just didn't even hear it as like, whatever. I just shut off all of my emotions, which is not a good thing. And it makes trying to have a normal relationship after that very difficult. But I will tell you that you have to heal this stuff before you try to get into another relationship. You just do. When you have been the victim of a toxic relationship, you really have to sort it out and understand that there's healing that needs to happen for you before you jump back into a relationship because you're just going to keep repeating the same cycles if you do that. So I had the courage to leave finally um, when my children were a little over a year old and it was very difficult and it took a lot of strength to get out and I just knew that if I stayed that I would not want to live. My choices were staying 
and never waking up again, I would have chosen to never wake up again. That's how painful the situation was for me. Waking up and wondering how the hell I got here and this can't be my life. I went from being a totally independent person to someone controlling everything I did. Blaming me for everything that happened. Making my life 50 million times harder than it needed to be. And seeming to take pleasure in it. It seemed like a cruel game that he sincerely enjoyed. And I will tell you that I know that he does suffer from mental illness and that I don't blame him now, you know, and I know that it's, he's on his own journey too. And we agreed to come here to live out the scenario so that we could both learn and grow. And I don't, I don't regret that because it's all a part of my journey. But I'm hoping that in talking about it, it might help others who are also currently going through the same situation and going through this journey because it is an extremely painful situation. I didn't wish it on anyone, and if you are in the middle of it, you really, really need to do something, okay? But I want to talk about the signs of toxic relationships because so many times people are in them and they don't even realize that it's a toxic relationship. The people all around you might be saying, you know, this person's not that good for you, but you really don't realize how toxic it is. So in a toxic relationship, you're the one who's doing all of the giving and the other person is doing all of the taking. You feel emotionally drained and physically drained and mentally drained. Instead of being happy and productive, you just feel emotionally spent all the time. You don't trust the person. It's a hostile environment. So there might be constant anger there. It's always about imbalance. It's a one-sided relationship. The other person is very judgmental and very critical of you. And you know, a partner can give you some constructive criticism, but that's meant to help you improve, not to make you feel bad about yourself. This kind of critical judgment is when someone like makes fun of you for things about you. Um, I remember one of the things that he used to say in a mocking tone of voice was, well, you're a strong woman. You know, he used to say that to me all the time. And I know he was making fun of me and mocking me about that. Um, another partner is very unreliable. You know, so maybe they cancel plans all the time or you just never know if they're going to show up when they say they're going to show up. Uh, there's a lot of narcissism, a lot of negative energy. There's not a lot of communication because communication is usually, it's usually one-sided. It's like if you have something to say, they don't hear it and they won't, they won't listen. They cut you off or you can tell them what's really going on with you, but it, they don't care. It's just like your feelings don't matter. And they're more than willing to tell you what you do wrong, but not willing to listen. 
And the communication should be two ways. It shouldn't be you telling me what you don't like, and then when I try to tell you what I don't like, well, no, that's your opinion. No, it should be two ways. It's um, continuous disrespect, just disrespect of the partnership. Mutual avoidance, so if you kind of avoid spending time with each other because you just can't stand to, um, and you don't get any support from them, there's a lot of control issues, so they want to know where you are or who you're talking to or just different things like that. That was a lot of the control over that or control over the kids, too, for me. It was like, why did you put them in that outfit? Well, no, they need to be in this outfit and just stupid things. Um, never ending drama. It's like these people love drama, and I just I hate that. It goes against everything I am. I just really don't like drama. And it was like I had constant drama. Um, if you find that, you know, you change your, your beliefs and things because of your partner, that's another thing. Like, you should not be changing in this relationship. You should be able to still be who you are. If you feel like you're unworthy, you know, um, that was the one thing about this relationship was that I took a huge hit as far as my self-esteem. Like, I felt like that was all I was worthy of. And he made me feel like I'd never find anybody better. And the thing is, like, now it's so ridiculous. Like, I understand I didn't even deserve any of what I got from him and that he is lucky if he can be in the same presence with me because he doesn't deserve that. Um, feeling like you're trapped, like you can't get out. There's no way out. You know, money. Money is a way of controlling people, too. So if if your partner controls all of the finances, it's a way of controlling you. If they're undermining you and, you know, if you have kids, this is one way that maybe you set a rule and then they go behind you and say, oh, no, you know, you don't need to do that or whatever. And, and that happened a lot with me, too, is like that. They're not allowed to jump on the couch at my house. Well, they can jump on anything they want, you know, just, yeah, that is. Um... If you're very uncertain in this relationship, you just don't have any autonomy, you just feel like a victim, like you're just stuck there and you're, you're just a victim. If there's a lot of dishonesty and you feel uncomfortable or unhappy and you feel like you're lowering your standards, I mean, these are all signs that you are in a toxic relationship. And if you feel like he brings out the worst in you or she brings out the worst in you, this is a toxic relationship. And what you need to understand is this is not about you. You did not do anything to deserve this. This is about the other person. The other person has an issue, whether it's a mental issue or you know, they just enjoy doing this. I don't believe that you can treat other people the way that um, the way that people in a toxic relationship treat others and not have some kind of mental illness. I'm sorry, I just believe that because I don't believe that people would willingly and knowingly want to hurt someone in that way and diminish them in that way. What I think it says is that that person definitely has self-esteem issues. 
they have to put you down in order to make themselves feel better. And they have to lower your standards and make you feel less worthy because if you know your worth, you would never ever stay with that person. You would know that you deserve better than them. And you know that there are better people than them out there. So they're putting you down and things like that. That's a way of them securing you staying because you'll be too afraid to go out on your own and find somebody else because they're making you believe that you will never find anybody who will love you because you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough. And that's just a lie. Those are all lies. Those are lies that they're telling you to manipulate you, to keep you stuck where you are because they know if you truly, truly knew your self-worth, if you truly knew how beautiful and valuable you are, you would walk out that door today, and they know that. They know that. They're running scared because they know that their time is limited. It's just a matter of time before you understand that you don't deserve the jerk that they are, that you would walk out on them in a split second if you understood that you're so much better than that. You're so much better than them. And I'm not all about, well, comparing yourself like he's better and I'm better. It's not even like it's about that. It's just anyone who displays that kind of behavior has to be coming from a place of very low vibration. And anyone in that space is not up to where you are. If you're listening to my podcast, it's because you are interested in helping yourself and getting better. And that is coming from a place of someone who really truly wants to be vibrating at a much higher level. And you are someone who isn't vibrating at that level does not deserve to be with you. Really doesn't. They're not even on the same playing field as you. Because those kinds of people also usually don't even know that they have a problem. They don't think there's anything wrong with them. You're the problem. At least that's what they want you to think. And it may be very difficult to get out of this situation, but I'm here to tell you something. The reason most of us go through relationships like this is because we really didn't love and value ourselves. I mean, I loved myself before I met my ex, but not that much. And it's obvious that it wasn't that much or I wouldn't have fallen into this relationship. But another thing is they tend to prey on people who are very good people who you know, they say light attracts darkness, and I believe that. I believe they're trying to take some of that light that you have. It's like they're trying to cling on to it. Those, we call them energy vampires is another term. It's like they want what you have. So they, like, glob onto you, or I don't, what's another word, like, attach to you and it's like they're sucking the life out of you. And in the process, they suck away your self-esteem and self-worth, but for many of us, ours wasn't where it should have been in the first place. 
So one of the things that you have to do when you are in these toxic relationships is you have to start working on your self-esteem and you have to start working on your boundaries. Many of us who get in these relationships also don't have healthy boundaries. And because we don't have healthy boundaries, we allow these kinds of people to walk all over us. And they will because your fence is made out of something that's about to fall over anyway. It's not very firm, so they just walk right over it, knock it down, because it's easy. They can. You didn't have a set firm boundary. Because if you did, you would never allow someone to treat you the way that person's treating you. We teach people how we want to be treated by the way we allow them to treat us. And that seems like such a Duh, yes, I know that. But we don't know that, or we wouldn't do these things. We don't know what healthy boundaries are. In a lot of ways, I didn't know what a healthy boundary was because as a child growing up, it was kind of confusing. I mean, I knew what healthy boundaries were when I stayed with my great aunt because I knew what she allowed and what she didn't allow. But at my house... We didn't have set rules. I just knew that if my mom started screaming and got angry about something, that I had broken a rule. But I didn't know what the rule was until I crossed that boundary. And I know that it was probably the same for her growing up. So when you don't have those set healthy boundaries, when other people cross them, how are you going to know? How are they going to know that they crossed it? For some of you, you may not even know what a a boundary is. You may say, well, I don't know what I'll tolerate and what I won't. And you really have to get to know yourself and what you will put up with and what you won't. What's something it's worth battling about and what's not. And I'll tell you what, I've had in my past relationship, I had someone who told me, like, halfway through dating that they didn't like my name and they were going to, like, because I go by a nickname, and they didn't like that, and they were going to call me by my first name. And I just thought that was so strange. And looking back, I wish I would have said, well, I prefer you didn't. Or, you know, like, I have two tattoos on my, like, one's on my ankle and one's on my foot. And this person knew this. And about halfway through the relationship was like, I really don't like tattoos. Like, okay, well, you know that I have two, and now I think you're just saying that to be rude. And I did tell him that. I did tell him that he was rude. And that's what we have to do. We have to set those boundaries and say, you know what? I don't like it when you tell me and then X, Y, Z. I don't like it when you say this. Don't say that to me. I don't like it when you show up and you're 10 minutes late. Don't show up late. Respect my time. It's those kinds of things. That's how you're setting a healthy boundary. And many of us don't do that. In the beginning, we want to be a people pleaser and make sure the relationship goes well. And what we end up doing is not speaking, not saying how we really feel, And then the resentment and the anger, it just builds and builds and builds until finally one day you just blow up at the person like a volcano. And they look at you like, what in the world? Where did this come from? And it's because you've held it in the whole time. 
You cannot have a healthy relationship if you feel like you cannot talk to that person. And that was the thing with me about the last relationship too, was I brought up, I'm not comfortable with, and the person just basically told me that the feelings that I had were just silly, like it wasn't, like I was imagining things and I don't know, I mean, just basically made me feel like my feelings were irrelevant and it didn't matter. And that was a sign, that was a test for me from the universe and I'm still learning, but that, that was before my whole transformation process too. This is what led to my transformation process, but that was a test for me, for the universe to say, where's your boundary? He just disrespected you, are you gonna take that? Because then I felt like I couldn't say what I was feeling ever because it was gonna cause a fight and it was gonna cause him to make me feel like I, I'm insignificant and I don't matter. And anyone who does that is not worth your time. So you've gotta set those healthy boundaries. And I love, I found this quote and I loved it. It says, we are called to be kind and to be loving and slow to anger. We are not called to be doormats. We are not called to be abused. We are not called to be without discernment and boundaries. And discernment, that is a big key word that keeps coming up in my life over and over again. During this time of the Libra moon, some people may be coming back into your life and want to try to get back into your life. And you have to be very discerning about whether or not those people are worthy of your life. Are they worthy of your time? Because we don't want to waste our energy on people who aren't going to give the same energy back to us. If you're vibrating at a high energy level and you get with someone who isn't, they're going to drag you down to their level. We want people who are going to pull us up to their levels or at least be on the same level. So if they're not willing to change, they're not willing to see that you know, they have work to do, they're not worth your time. Boundaries are your responsibility. It's up to you to decide what is allowed in your life and what is not. Because when you don't say anything, when you don't do something, you're allowing it. And you're telling the person, this is perfectly fine with me. Even though I know that as you're sitting there watching someone disrespect you, in your mind, you're getting upset and you're saying, I don't like this. But you don't say that. You just let it happen. You have to set those boundaries. You really, really do. If you're feeling angry, bitter, resentful, stressed out, physically maxed out, emotionally drained, those are all signs that you're dealing with a toxic person. Life should not be a struggle. And if it is, a relationship should not be a struggle. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Of course not. But your partner should be willing to work with you. It should be a 50-50 give and take, not what can you do for me? How can I take from you today? And if you notice that it is that way, it's up to you to stop it. The more chances you give someone, the less respect they're, they're going to have for you. You walking away 
is what tells that person, no, enough. This is my boundary. You're not taking from me anymore. And you know what? It is a shock to some people. When you walk away, it will be shocking to them. They won't even know who this person is. Like, what do you mean you're walking away? And it's probably going to be a huge blow to that ego. But they need that too. They're learning too. And you're teaching them that when you treat people that way, they leave. So I know this is a rough, rough topic. And I didn't even get into even the depths of my relationship. And I know I will in future, future podcasts. It's, uh, it's not easy. You know, I could even feel like my throat chakra activation. As I'm trying to tell you this, you know, my throat's kind of getting all... Like I have to constantly clear my throat, but I have to get it out. And I hope that you're not experiencing things like that. But if you know someone who is, just be there for them. You don't have to constantly tell the person you need to get out. They know that. Just let them know you're there for them. And if you're struggling, trying to figure out, how do I get out? How do I do this? You know, I offer coaching sessions. You can work with me. We can work on this together. There are a lot of resources out there, though. What you need to understand is that you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're special, you're unique, you're kind, you're precious, you are deeply, deeply loved. And God does not want you to be miserable or to be abused. That's not why we're here. So don't allow someone else to make you feel badly. Don't allow someone else to walk all over you. Stand up for yourself. You've got to learn how to say no. No is a complete sentence. You need to learn more about yourself. What are you willing to put up with and what are you not? So I just pray that you all find the strength, if you're in a relationship like this, to get out. You can ask for guidance from the angels, and I pray for anyone who is going through this. I pray that Archangel Raphael comes to surround you, to heal anything you're going through. Archangel Uriel would come to surround you and heal you of any emotional wounds you're carrying and that Archangel Michael would be with you to surround you, to bring you courage and strength, to finally walk away, to choose you. You're choosing you. When we put people over us, that's never a good thing. You come first. Choose you first. And even if you have children in this relationship, know that you are doing your children a favor by teaching them how they should want to be treated. Not putting up with someone who doesn't deserve you.
start telling yourself those daily mantras, I deserve to have a healthy relationship. My partner believes in me and supports me fully. I attract only healthy relationships and I am always treated well. Because that is what you deserve. You do not deserve a broken, toxic relationship. You deserve to be happy and whole and to have a partner who loves you, supports you, wants to be there for you, gives to you as much as you give to that person, makes you feel happy, special, supported, safe. Safe is a big one. But the thing is, it all starts with you. If you don't love yourself and you don't know your worth, you're going to continue to allow these toxic people into your life. If you want to see true, true change in your relationships, it has to start with you. You have to change you. Once you start changing yourself, those around you shift as well. And you will be amazed and surprised at the transformation that can take place. But it starts with you. Well, my loves, thank you for listening. As always, if you know someone who could use some self-help, spirituality, self-improvement, please share my podcast with others. And please subscribe to my podcast, leave a review, whatever platform you're listening from, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or Google Play, please leave a review. It really helps my podcast to get out there. And my mission and goal is to support any person who needs healing. It's just to reach those people. So please, please, please do that if you would. I appreciate it so much. And if you need anything from me, check out my website. I always have my link to my website in the description of this podcast and ways to contact me if you want coaching, Reiki, whatever. It'll take you to my website where you can see all of the services that I offer. Don't forget to join me live on Facebook at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays where I will draw cards for you. If you check my Facebook page the morning of the, um, the live, I post the cards that I have picked for you. You can pick a card and then you watch my live and you will see the cards revealed. And if you cannot make it to the live, it's okay. If you watch it on the replay, I will still pick a few people for a free card reading. So I would love to see you all there. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I am sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.